Study a Doctorate of Business Administration, DBA, at Atlantic Technological University and obtain the highest level management qualification available. This advanced degree can involve a remarkable journey of growth, both individually and within the broader context of the business world. Check out atu.ie forward slash DBA to register your interest. Hello and welcome to Business Matters. I'm Chris Ashmore. A Bundoran-based company, Irish Gap Year, has been running award-winning Gap Year programs in Ireland and indeed for Europe for a number of years and currently employs 13 people in Donegal. Recently, it won the Export Award at the Donegal Enterprise Awards. Irish Gap Year is Europe's first and only Gap Year Association accredited program and provides award-winning programs in Ireland and Europe for young people interested in learning more about themselves and the world they live in. So what exactly is involved? I went to Bundoran to find out more and to speak with founding director Ryan Allen. And I began by asking him to explain just exactly what is Irish Gap Year. Yeah, sure, Chris. Um, well, thanks for having me, first thing. And um, so what is Irish Gap Year? So what we do is we provide structured group programs for young people that want to get out into the world and explore, learn about themselves, learn about the world, particularly things that mightn't be taught in school or that they might not have the luxury of studying uh, in university as a career path. For example, um, art. We run art programs, outdoors, nature, leadership, adventure. We have programs in that area. Um, travel, interrailing, backpacking. So really what this is, is it's a time for young people between uh, before university, you know, 18, 19, to go off with a group of like-minded people and develop as, uh, you know, young adults through these different things. And the way I often put it to our students and, and their families is that, you know, be it the outdoors or, you know, our arts program or our backpacking program, you know, the destination is, is growing as a person. So a more resilient, confident version of yourself um, and the vehicle to get there, you know, it might be art, it might be hiking in nature, it could be travel, train travel, backpacking. But uh, ultimately, that's the high line goal with this whole thing is you're, you're taking young people and you're bringing them for three months on this journey. And then at the end, you're returning them to your parents, like a more complete version of themselves, basically. So tell us a little bit about your own background. You're not from Bondoran or Donegal. Where did you grow up? Yeah, 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 of course. Um, so this, this is definitely my, um, my adopted home, you know. Um, it was never my intention to live in the Northwest, you know, it kind of happened. Um, you know, I come from an Irish-American family. I'm from Philadelphia. So uh, I always had a close connection to Ireland and, and a, you know, a special place in my heart for sure for, for Ireland. My own family is from Cavan, so not even, you know, <laughs> this county. But anyway, being a surfer from the U.S., um, you know, I, Ireland was always a place I was like, yeah, I definitely want to visit that as a surf destination. And then having the, you know, the family connection, you know, just made it a bit more meaningful, I suppose. And um you know, so my first port of call was Bundoran. You, you know, if you're going to surf in Ireland, it's a good place to, to kick things off. So um, I got off the bus, Aaron bus, um, by McGovern's American House shop. And I now currently live about 200 meters from there. And I, I've been there for the better part of 20 years. So it's like, 
you know, I didn't actually go too far from where that bus dropped me off um, when I was in my early 20s, but uh, I'm very happy here. I have a young family. I have a boy who's three named Tommy and a little girl who's one named Maggie. And, um, you know, we're, we're very happy here, the four of us, yeah. myself, Caroline, and the two kids. And so how I came to be here, yeah, I was, I came to Ireland to surf and I, I fell in with a great uh, crowd of people here on Bundora and met some great people through surfing and through music. You know, I um, began working in the outdoor industry here, in the surf schools and, and, and taking people on guided hikes and that kind of stuff. And uh, that was really the, the, the starting point, you know. And from there, things progressed. And, yeah. and just on, on the whole area of surfing, you know, you came over from America and you said, you know, first quarter call was Bundoran. So just to put it into perspective, you know, how good is surfing here? And it is very much on the map, isn't it? It is on the map, big time. Uh, and now more than ever, you know, with, with Instagram and social media and everything like that, you know, it's, the word is out. And to put it this way, you know, when there is a, a good swell, which happens, like a really, really good swell could last a day, it could last 10 days. But there are surfers, professional surfers from all over the world, I'm talking like Hawaii, Tahiti, California, Australia, and at the drop of a dime, they'll fly to Ireland, to Bundoran, to surf here and get their clips and get their video clips and bring their camera crews and that kind of stuff. And that happens regularly through, you know, between the months of sort of September and, and you know, April, May, when the Atlantic's really yeah. alive. So, so it is on the world stage. Um, you know, we have things to contend with that you wouldn't necessarily get in the more, you know, Warmer, more Warmer, tropical. Yeah, you know, obviously there's the wind and it's not always all going to line up. But um, when it does, it's as good as anywhere. And from a from a sporting kind of community perspective, there's a really strong community of, of surfers here. And um, it's great to be part of, you know. It's not the type of sport like GAA or like a team sport where, you know, you're going to have your training on this day and yeah. you're going to have... But it is in its own way like a like a team, you know. Everybody's looking out for each other. We all know each other. And so the surfing is what brought you here initially. So after you were here a short period of time, career-wise, what what, what was happening in your life back in your early twenties? Well, uh, it was a circuitous path, is the word that I, I would use to describe it. You know, I am sort of a, an accidental business person, I think, in some ways and in some ways not, but. You know, I was on the outdoor education path, you know, um, surf schools, um, teaching, you know, outdoor skills, hiking, this type of stuff, camping, bushcraft, all that, um, kayaking. So, you know, I did a bit of that in the surf schools and in the area, working with Feroiga and that type of thing. Um, but, you know, I was destined to be self-employed and sail my own ship for whatever reason. So this is actually my third business, Irish Gap Year. My first business was actually um, importing energy-efficient street lighting into Ireland to sell to the county councils, which I know probably sounds like, wow, that's... So this was the, <laughs> the first sort of LEDs that we saw yes, up, yeah? Yes, yeah? and so in fact, the first LED street light in the country was one of mine, and it's in Cavan, so that was a nice kind of full-circle moment for me, mm. but... Um, yeah, you know, that, that business, I was too young. It wasn't a fit for, for you know, my skill set necessarily. My dad happens to be an electrical engineer, so I had an in with these designs and the manufacturing. So I was able to get these things and get them into and, and you know, connect with the county councils and, and 
get them on the streets, but it wasn't a fit. And so after um, a couple of years, maybe two years even doing that, I moved on from that and I took a step back, got back more towards my, my roots of like outdoors. And um, I started a business with my good friend, James Garvey, who actually just won from the Letterkenny uh, Business Bureau Best Young Entrepreneur of the Year. So big shout out to mm -hmm. James and Ross Nala Surf School. But we, we set that up together 10 years ago. James definitely was like spearheading it. And, and I was doing kayaking tours and camping and paddleboarding as part of it as well. So we set up that business together. And uh, again, I was involved in it for sort of two years and I loved it. Um, but then had this idea of kind of taking it to in a different direction um, into this kind of gap year space because you know, in, in the outdoors industry in Ireland, it's very seasonal, as you can mm. imagine. You know, you've got three months to, like, make hay. And mm. then the rest of the year, you're stretching that. And so we're always trying to think, right, how do I build that out or pad that out? Or what can I do in the rest of the year? And uh, I did a bit of research. And I was driving with a friend one day. And the idea of, oh, a gap year. What about doing something like that? You know, we had been working with... Um, the ETB mm -hmm. and with transition year students and with Feroiga. So the education piece was there, the outdoor piece was there. Um, you know, the desire to do something different and, and innovate something was definitely there. And so I looked into it and I, I, I saw that there was an industry there. Um, albeit none of these companies were based in Western Europe and certainly not in, in Ireland. And so I I was very excited and I thought, oh, this, surely there's someone doing this already, you know, yeah. uh, you know, seems like most good ideas have been done, but, um, but there wasn't. And so, you know, I, I continued that research and I, I saw that there was no, none of these programs, none of these group gap year programs, you know, they run in places like Australia, South America, yeah, Fiji, you know, these far away, very exotic places. But Ireland's, of course, like a very marketable and desirable destination. So, pulled together all of my combined experience of the outdoors, education, working with TYs, working with Froiga, the education side of things, the outdoor side of things, and put together our first program, which is called the Adventure Leadership Program. And this was in um, 2015 that this was happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, we ran it in the autumn of 2016. And we ran it full the first time. So we hit capacity first time out of the blocks. How did you market it as a new program? And the fact you sold out, that was obviously a great boost from the word go. It was. It was, a, it was definitely, a, a, you know, it was very encouraging. I mean, local enterprise office was, was key in that. You know, certainly during that, um, you know, market research stage, went to Leo, brought our business plan had chats with Ursa Don Ursula Donnelly, who was the woman back then. Um, and I remember her saying to me, you know, in her, <laughs> in her way, you know, you're, you're either totally mad in the head or else it's going to work. Yeah, it's going to work. There's yeah. not going to be an in-between here. And I said, well, look, I could deal with either of those outcomes. You know, I'll give it, <laughs> I'll give it my go. And um, so I got great support from Leo uh, in mentoring, but also in uh, grants. And so with the grant money and the little bit of money I had saved up, you know, we started this thing really, honestly, on a wing and a prayer, and like a very small amount of money, modest amount of money. Um, went to America, took it to you know consultants, education consultants there. That's a that's a fairly robust industry, mm -hmm. 
and said to them, this is what I'm thinking, this is the draft of what I want to do, you know, what do you think, what are your thoughts? So in a nutshell, it was, how, how long was the period of time that you were doing for this first one? Uh, this was like a, I would say an 18 month lead in, you know, mm. between like, um, really and truly like deep dive market research, developing this thing, specking it out, um, Leo applications for grants, getting the grants, going to America, and then filling it mm. and selling it. And um, so, you know, we started here in this house, in Bundrao's house, which is a kind of an iconic house here uh, as you're leaving Bundoran on the way to Sligo. You know, the students back then, they lived in this house and uh, we had an office in Kinloch on the main street. And, um, you know, during the day today, we'd have them out surfing and hiking and volunteering and working with Froiga and working on, you know, local, local farms and day tripping around Ireland and then developing their leadership skills um, in workshops that we put on. So it's very varied. It's structured. The days are busy um, and they're with us for, for 90 days. Nearly. So that first program was a 90 day yeah, package as such. Yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah. And so, you know, you're looking after this group of like 18 to 20 year olds for, you know, three months every day. So it, it is a bit like shift work, you know, when you're on, you're on. And then you've got this um, three month break, basically, where you're, you're planning the next one, you know. So then we ran another one in the spring. And, and so that's our kind of busy time. Like it's, busy, it's very much like a school term, you know, it's autumn and spring. And then funny enough, um, then I, I stepped away from Rosnala Surf School and the kayaking tours mm. because we got too busy with Irish Gap Year. And so we don't run in the summer. The whole summer is spent planning the rest of the year. Um, and so the company kind of grew from there. And that very first uh, program, the people who took part, they were all American. Uh, yeah, we got yeah. the occasional yeah. Canadian. That first one, all American, yeah. yeah. And they're pretty much they were all being financed by their parents. They were at that yeah. age, yeah. yeah. And do you still have contact with anybody from that that original program? I'm sure they they spread the word, which would have been good. They did spread the word, and and yeah, I am in contact with them. Yeah. And, you know, I I take trips over to the U.S. for for like recruiting and and that type of thing, and. When I'm in Chicago or I'm in New York or wherever yeah. it is, San Francisco, you know, I meet up with them. I have a coffee. Yeah. Like they're graduates now, like yeah. in the workforce. Yeah. It's great to see uh, them kind of, you know, fully fully cooked. You know, yeah. having yeah. left the nest, and you know, you get these lovely emails and correspondences years later where students and their families are like, "Thank you so much," yeah. um, because the benefits of these things, like they're, they're kind of long term. You know. Um, they're developmental for young people. So they leave Ireland after three months going, wow, that was a lot of fun. That yeah. was like a great time. But then it once once that kind of sets in of like, oh, I, I'm actually not the same person, mm. you know, I was mm. when I left. I've grown up a bit. And so you get these really nice, um, you know, sometimes it's years later. And that's so rewarding for you to see that. Yeah. It is totally, you know, and I think anybody that's in, in the education sector is going to have that. You know, mm. that's a motivator for, for anybody that's an educator is, you know, you're in it mm. because you like, you want to help people, you want to help young people grow. And so that's the, that's the impetus of this whole thing. And I think what we're doing is, like I said earlier, you know, we're, we're providing something that maybe school can't or doesn't provide mm. just the way that it's structured and because like in essence you know people go through primary education secondary and then some people it's a couple of months and then they're in straight into third level and you know a lot of people when they go into third level 
they maybe actually don't know what actual path to go down. So by doing a, a gap year or even a gap few months, it, it certainly helps you maybe get a, a broader perspective of things. That's the idea, definitely. You know, and particularly, it's appealing to people in America because the cost of third level education is so high. You know, if you commit to a, most many degrees now are five years. You know, and with the fees the way that they are, you know, if you start a degree and it takes you two years to realize, hey, you know what, this isn't for me. Maybe I should have. You know, it's the measure twice, cut once kind of mentality. It's like spend that extra bit of time figuring out what makes you tick, you know, and a bit of that direction, purpose, peace. Yeah, yeah. And then they're, they're going in recharged and refocused, you know, into their third level education. Mm -hmm. So the, the parents love that aspect of it, definitely. So the first program that you had here was, what, 2015, 2016? That's right, yeah. yeah. And then for the second one, did, did, did you alter it much, the, the second program? I'm, I'm sure there were things that worked, some things worked better than others, and you tweaked it a little bit. Yes, there is a lot of tweaks in the early years, definitely. Um, you know, you got to refine as you go on. I think that's any business. you got to always be trying to get better and refine and take the feedback. In this case, the feedback of our students, very important to us. So, yeah, I mean, like for us being outdoors people, like, you know, for example, today we're looking out at the sea and it's like a big blustery, stormy, gray sea. And, you know, you're planning this 90-day itinerary months in advance. And you're running an outdoor adventure course in Ireland from September to November or from March till May. You're going to hit some weather. Yeah. You know? So you, you definitely... Um, we were very flexible in the early years. Oh, you know what? Surf's bad. Brilliant day for a hike. Put on the wet gear. Yeah. You know, off we okay. go. We found our students didn't actually like that. They, that actually made them a bit, like, anxious, just changing of plans mm. like that. Mm. So, you know, over the years, that's just one example. You know, we like, if we say we're doing it, we're doing it, even if it's not the day for it, because the students would rather know what's coming and do it on that time than have to deal with things changing to suit sure. the conditions. Yeah. So it's just a lot of little stuff like that, a lot of little tweaks, yeah. you know. And numbers wise, like how many would have been over here that first program? I think the first group was actually eight. It was eight, eight students yeah. and two leaders. So we had a total staff at that time of four, two, two um, leaders, myself, and then the co-director at the time who left the company a few years back. And, um, and you know, now we have, we have 13 staff. The majority of them are program leaders. They're on the ground with the students, you know, hiking, making art, traveling. And then we've got our office staff as well. Um, the emphasis is working as a team and, and that's something that we're good at and is a lot of fun like this is a, it is a fun place to work we work hard but we also have a good time doing it we're going to go for a commercial break join us again when we'll be looking in more detail about irish gap year Study a Doctorate of Business Administration, DBA, at Atlantic Technological University and obtain the highest level management qualification available. This advanced degree can involve a remarkable journey of growth, both individually and within the broader context of the business world. Check out atu.ie forward slash DBA to register your interest. Welcome back. I'm with Ryan Allen here in Bondoran. He's the founding director of Irish Gap Year. Before the break, we heard about uh, how he came to be here in Bondoran, setting up this business. And Ryan, 
uh, we were talking about your very first program here and people coming over, a group of maybe eight. Let's uh, fast forward to 2023. You've had, no doubt, a, a number of programs. So how many people would have come over to, to see you here and, and to take part in Irish Gap Year? Yeah, so uh, 2023 was actually our, our biggest year. You know, we have been kind of incrementally growing each year. Um, and I'm over 100 students is the answer. And they weren't all in Ireland and they weren't all in the Northwest, even those that were. Um, we've actually started running programs in, in continental Europe as well that start, well, and Scandinavia. Started in Norway and then heading all the way down uh, through the continent by, by train and ferry, no planes slow travel backpack you know um and all the way down as far as croatia right so this categorizes you know as a you're sort of an, an export service business as such yes we yeah. are yeah it's it's a funny one and and you know local enterprise office loves us for it uh, you know none of our customers are from ireland and all of our staff are based in Bundoran. so yeah. you know it's a good thing and collaborating with other local businesses is a big part of that whether it's like a third party provider like the likes of um you know ian miller from unique ascent mm -hmm. you know taking the students climbing on critch amazing something they'll always remember their whole lives can we do that in-house no you know uh, outside of our our skill set or uh port bag holiday homes here in bundoran you know that's actually where our students live now uh, and then of course our programs in europe there's a lot of third party providers involved with with those as well so you know it's grown from everything in-house, very Bundoran-centric, everything happening in Bundoran, to still most things done in-house, but working with people in the community and then, you know, growing out into Scandinavian Europe. Tell me a little bit about the first one outside of Ireland, because I'm sure there was an element of risk about trying something further afield. There was, and it was a few years uh, in the planning. You know, I have to say that that program took three years to, to plan and recon because you have to go. Many of the countries I had been to and, and some of them lived in and worked in, but, you know, some, some I hadn't. So we had to go, myself, the program leaders, and kick the tires on, like, you know, every stop of the tour for, you know, 78 days. Now, we didn't go for 78 days, but that's, you know, we have to make sure we're hitting every destination and, and have the right contacts. So... You know, getting that off the ground was a big deal. We had it booked, planned, spec'd, deposits paid in 2019. A lot of hype in the industry, a lot of excitement, fairly rapid growth from day one, mm. you know, in 2015. And then, uh, you know, obviously COVID. something happened. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, that was one of my worst days as a business owner. Um, I remember having to refund uh, lots and lots of money to the point where the bank actually said uh, you've exceeded the monthly limit of uh, how much you can send abroad so that was a that was a stressful month but um, you know it put the program on ice for a year but COVID for us was actually um, you know it was a blessing in disguise uh, you know coming back to the Europe programs uh, it put it on hold for a while and then in the spring of 22, we ran a short pilot program in Europe for four weeks, um, which has become an annual thing in May, June. And then this autumn, we ran an 11 week version, which is like a flagship kind of a mm. program. Um, so like 2000 miles, one backpack, one pair of boots mm. kind of thing. Um, and, and the programs themselves, you know, are obviously because there's so much involved, they're not cheap, but in the, 
in the broader scale of things, and you mentioned college fees and everything, I mean, this is an investment very much in, in a person's future, isn't it? It is. It is. For sure it is. Um, and, you know, there's also college credit options that can be attached to this where you can effectively turn it into a semester abroad where you can earn, you know, a full semester's worth of credits. Doing the things we've talked about, not doing online class, not doing you know, Zoom rooms, being out in the world and uh, reflecting on that experience. So it's, it's a very progressive aspect of education. It is in the private education sector. Now, and the, the, you know, the fees reflect that. That said, we have had students join programs for, for free, for zero, you know, um, and always scholarship students um, because while this is, of course, a business and you have to be profitable, you want to, you know, we believe in what we're doing and you want to lower the barrier to entry for people. You don't want it to be an exclusive yeah. thing. Um, so it's about finding that balance of, hey, if you're a great fit and that, you know, yeah, it is expensive. and But, you know, let's talk about it. What can we do for you mm -hmm. to, to get you on board for these programs? So... I'm sure social media has played a, a big role in it and, and getting your name out there and between referrals and, as you've mentioned, be it Instagram or YouTube clips or everything, maybe somebody who who's, wants to find out more about Irish Gap Year, there's so much online that will, will give them a, a real insight. There is, definitely. You know, um, you have to have the social media game these days uh, in, in probably most businesses, certainly in this field. But, uh, you know, truth be told, Chris, like it's a relationships industry. It's a word of mouth thing. You know, someone's cousin did the program yeah. and they heard about it or they're working with such and such a, you know, consultant and they've recommended it. Um, so m more than half our sales are referral word of mouth. And you do all the social media bits and pieces. And that's oftentimes the first port of call for mm. people when they're like, oh, well, okay, that sounds cool. Let's see, what does it look like? I'll hop on their Instagram. Oh, wow, there's some people on top of Aragon in the snow or, you know, kayaking in Norway or surfing in Bundoran or whatever it is. Um, so it's a, it's a big part of it, but it is more of a relationships-based industry than it is like a, like a shotgun mm. marketing, kind of inbound marketing, social media type of industry. And would there be certain colleges and universities in America that that you know people are very much aware of what you're offering here and, and you'd be getting more from those particular areas there are definitely um, you know your more progressive colleges um, are big proponents of gap years and the reason for that is because they're getting a more mature uh, student coming through the doors so less matriculation they're getting less people basically flaking out after a year so they want the student you know in their program in their graduate program for the duration they don't you know it's ideal for them so so a lot of colleges are paying attention to this space um, and are very happy to have students who have done a gap year come on board and are there students who come here maybe they're on the gap year and, and they think well you know what I'm taking a year out I'm going to go and do this program and I'm going to come back to the States and I'm going to do medicine. And then they suddenly come and they do your program and they broaden the horizons a bit and then maybe they change tack completely. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. And that's, that's, a, that's a good thing because, um, you know, they're, they're finding out what, what makes them tick, you know, yeah. what's, what, what is that direction they want to be moving in. And some people know it and they just need a little break to step back and get a bit of perspective and recharge the batteries. But a lot of people definitely don't. You know, I was one of them. I think a lot of people at 18, 19, you might think you know what you want to do and 
you fair enough you might do it for a few years and then you might do something else but uh yeah you know the thing is is you want them to be going into things having thought them out and having like uh, intent and a, like a thoughtfulness behind it so you do get people coming uh, thinking they want to do one thing only to realize that they want to do something yeah. completely different so talk us through a, a typical program somebody's here they're staying here in Bondoran do they have a a timetable for, as you said, you know, with the weather, things can change. But when they get up in the morning, there is a, a schedule there. And also, I presume they've a fair amount of free time to do what they want as well. So how does that all sort of intermingle? Yeah, this is the, the, the kind of dark art of like creating a, you know, an itinerary for a program. And this happens, you know, months and months in advance of the students coming. Uh, and a lot of thought goes on to it. Uh, I'll, t- I'll talk you a little bit through the, the process, uh, you know, you have a room full of whiteboards and our team and we're talking about we're looking back on our notes from the last program uh what worked things new things we tried you know things that we tried that didn't work what you know what do we want to tweak and like a good story or like a good song there's a there's an arc to these things it's not a flat line you know there's a there's peaks and troughs and that's because you're dealing with people unknown factor over a a long amount of time so the group is gonna the dynamics are gonna ebb and flow so you know yeah there's an itinerary day to day but it starts off with that okay we want to start off you know at a certain pace we want to hit different peaks and we know at certain times the group will go through different evolutions and storms and that kind of stuff um to come back to the the your question, uh, they do know what's going on every day. We give it to the students a week at a time on a big blackboard that's in their kitchen. You know, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, morning, afternoon, evening. Uh, for us, a day is typically gonna start at half nine. That's when the leaders arrive to the students' houses. And then from 10 to one, they're off doing, you know, it could be an art workshop with, a, with an artist, a local artist. Uh, it could be a hike up in the mountains lunch midday you know usually 12 to 1 1 to 2 we'll break for lunch sometimes we have it out in nature sometimes we come back to the the student housing and have it there then in the afternoon we have an afternoon activity from 2 to 5 so you know if you're hiking in the morning you know people are pretty cooked from that and have exerted themselves we might have a leadership workshop then in the afternoon or a volunteering project in the afternoon Uh, and then the whole group has dinner together around 6 and after that they have free time and they can kind of come and go into town as they like and so that's kind of our Monday to to Mm. Friday weekends are a little different on Saturdays we focus on what we call personal housekeeping and this is building the adulting skills in young people so you know they're deep cleaning their house they're changing their beds they're doing their wash they're doing all that Mm. kind of stuff and we're kind of showing them how to do it which the moms love when they go home and suddenly... This all-rounded individual returns. Oh, yep, they're doing dishes, they're washing their clothes, and the moms are like, this is great, you've, you've grown so much. And, uh, <laughs> and just on the, on the catering arrangements, what's happening? Are they cooking a certain amount themselves, or what way do things work there? They do, and that's a, that's a really good learning opportunity, a teachable moment. You know, cooking is obviously an important life skill to have, so our students, they do make their own breakfasts and lunches, and then we also, they make some of their own dinners. Usually two or three nights a week, we'll do what we call student-led meal, where they get a budget and a timeline, and they get to pick what they want to cook, or if they don't know, we'll help them and you know, teach them. 
um, you know, bring them into super value, bring them into little, you know, they have to get the shop in and make them heal for, you know, up to 16 people, which is no small task, you know, and they're having to delegate and get people to help them, you know, prep cooking and this, that and the other. So it becomes kind of a, like a activity for two or three students. We kind of pull them out from the group and then they're learning to cook. On the nights when they're not doing that, we cook the meals for them. We do we do home home cooked meals. There's a local woman who cooks them in her home, and uh, and we deliver them then to, to the students. And the accommodation that they're staying in, it's near here. It is Portbeg yeah. Portbeg Holiday Homes, um, just on the West End. You know they love living there. It's an easy walk. It's a less than a ten minute walk into town. They can go to all the cafes. You know they yeah. love going. Yeah. But Doran's a great town yeah. for cafes these yeah. days. Like, Boys and girls, amazing. They love it. Um, foam, they love it. Yeah. You know, they love being able to go. Because you don't really have cafes like that in a lot of places in America. You get the Starbucks and the right. big chains yeah. and they're yeah. fairly blasé. But, you know, these have a lot of character. <laughs> so you're bringing in these people. There's money coming into the local economy. You're employing people. Then you're subcontracting. You're getting in maybe somebody who's got a skill and that's part of the program. So this is all circulating in the local economy. So this is great for Bundoran and, and the wider region. Yeah, it's there's a lot of collaboration here between between businesses, you know, um, and there are other international education business language schools in Bundoran. Mm. You know, there's Donegal English Language School and there's ID Languages and there's also um, Institute of Study Abroad. And, you know, the four of us, we all work together as businesses. So yeah, you know, there's a lot of collaboration. We try not to outsource too much. We do try to keep as much in-house as we can um, just for the authenticity. And, and there's a lot of skills that we do have in-house and that we're qualified to, to teach. But yeah, that's the thing. You're bringing, you're bringing people in from abroad. Yeah. And as you touched on, when people think Bundoran weather, summer season, your business is outside of, of, of the core summer season. So that is even probably better for the local area because you're creating activity that wouldn't be happening as much otherwise. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. It's a, it's a great thing. Um, you know, I'm sure you've noticed over the years that like Bundoran in the winter months has become, it's more alive mm. than, than, you know, than it would have been. You know, there's surfers, there's outdoors people, mm. there's people kind of moving and live in the area. and. And the other great thing is that, you know, I have a young family, like I said earlier, I can be on the main beach swimming with my kids in the summer and there's a little bit of flexi work and, you know, when the, when the groups aren't here, you know, you're, you're kind of working from home and so that's a good opportunity to catch up on missed time with the kids yeah. and the family and, you know, also enjoy the town in the summer because yeah. it's a great place to, to have a young family in the summer. I'm talking with Ryan Allen, founding director of Irish Gap Year. Ryan, uh, tell us a little bit about the building that we're in here at the moment. This, is this the epicenter for Irish Gap Year? It is, yeah, it definitely is. Bundrow's house uh, is the epicenter, definitely. Our offices are here, uh, our workshops that our students take part in are here, you know, our art workshops, our leadership workshops. We have a garden and a polytunnel at the back um, by the Drows, which is a lovely space that our students built. That was like a COVID project. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of people coming and going from this house. It started off as student accommodation and we kind of outgrew it for that purpose. But, you know, it's a it's a beautiful building with a lot of character. Uh, you know, I was saying to you earlier, Chris, it was built by um, Lord Hamilton as a hunting and fishing lodge. Because um, we're here on the Drows, obviously, it's a great salmon river. And it became a, a military barracks in the Civil War. 
before uh, entering the land registry. Mm. And, um, you know, there's a lot of character. If you're here late at night on your own, it's a bit spooky, you know? There's the creaks and sounds, and if you're prone to thinking about things like ghosts and that, you know, it's uh, <laughs> they've been seen. Now, you recently uh, won an award uh, through the Donegal Local Enterprise Office, and, you know, it's great to get recognition, and it's, it's, it's good publicity, and... Uh, they've certainly, you've mentioned the local enterprise office, uh, they've been very supportive. If we look ahead now, what's coming down the track for Irish Gap Year? What can you divulge uh, for the future? Well, to be honest with you, Chris, I, I would like to be kind of um, kind of at this. I, I, I've got the business to a really sweet spot right now. You know, we're, we're running these programs in Europe, we're running programs in Ireland. You know, I think I'm going to refine for a few years. I've got some ideas for future development. Uh, you know, I'd like to be seeing this space um, offered to, to people that are beyond like 18 to 20 years of age. Um, you know, possibly on the other side of people's working careers, there's an opportunity for these types of experiences. But, you know, uh, that's still very much like at the uh, idea stage. Um, so for now, the plan is to keep doing what we're doing, keep refining, uh, you know, always improve and, and just enjoy the, the journey, I suppose. And finally, just, you know, work-life balance is so important. You, you've mentioned about how you've spent a lot of time researching and tweaking your programs and everything. How do you get that balance right yourself? Because I'm sure you could sit down for hours and hours and be planning things, but you need your own little bit of space too yes you do and it, and, it, and it's tough to get that sometimes uh you know especially with like little kids so you know my, my partner caroline is great for for that um definitely she does the majority of the work with the kids at home but you know the work-life balance is important because you got to practice what you preach and that's kind of a big part of what we're teaching young people is like get, trying to get that balance right so you know hopping in for surfs out front if you've got an hour you know i'd rather go out front and get a couple of waves than sit and have a sandwich mm. so like that's one way to do it um you know just put in a shape on your work day too sometimes when you're when you're working from home and you've got f flexi hours it's tempting to kind of do evenings and do early mornings if that means you can get out with your kids during the day and have that bit of flexibility so you know like I said earlier it's nearly like a shift work setup when the students are here it's like pretty you know seven days a week and when they're not then you're you're clawing back that time one other question just in terms of the activities that uh, the students do and it's not just here in Donegal you, you've mentioned you go further afield within Ireland the feedback, is there anything that, that really stands out that they say, you know, they experienced here in Ireland that they would never have thought about maybe when they were in the States or what are the sort of the most popular activities? Well, beyond the pubs and the cafes, <laughs> you know, I think actually the most popular thing is like it's, it's the people and the place, you know, the nature is obviously like it's, it's beautiful here. It's very inspiring. And then, you know, the people are... They're, they're friendly they're having the crack with these students and that's not something that they've maybe like encountered before I think it's uh, it is a fantastic location Ireland in particular to host these programs for that reason it's the people and it's the place the activities you know like really at the end of the day there's a million people you could go kayaking with or you can go hiking with and we're pulling all these things together but we have a good thing going on here because it's the people that make the place it's the people that make the business and 
you know, I have to say like a, an enormous gratitude to everybody that works at the company because they are the people that make it go around. You know, Kate and Anora in the office do like so much of the work. They're total unsung heroes and all the program leaders that are out there in the sea in November, in March, on top of the mountains, getting rained on, snowed on, and they're coming in, bringing their, their best self and their best game every day consistently with these young people. And uh, like that, that is the thing that makes it all go around. It's the people, not just that work here, like the larger community as well, and the place, you know. Ryan, it's been great to talk to you. Many thanks for being our guest on Business Matters this week. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. And my thanks to Ryan Allen, founding director of Irish Gap Year. And finally, if you want to contact me, Chris Ashmore, you can email me at businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters, in association with Atlantic Technological University, Donegal. Study for a Doctorate of Business Administration and obtain the highest level management qualification available. Visit atu.ie forward slash DBA.